0: How's it going, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk. I am your host Andrew Wright, and over in his bedroom is my co-host Cody Johnson. And Cody, how you doing, man?
1: Doing pretty well, man. Just uh, telling you what, man. I'm gonna fight these allergies. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, nothing a little wine won't fix, huh?
1: I mean. I don't know if it's working or not, but I'm going to give it a shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, you never know. I know. I always tell my wife when I get like a if I get a cold or something, I'm like, oh, man, I need some whiskey. Yeah,
1: she's
0: like that. That'll probably make it worse. I'm like, I don't know. It might make me feel better. <laughs> I, I I, think we should test
1: out this hypothesis.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's alcohol in Nyquil, so okay. why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that took that took a turn. I uh, wasn't expecting we were going to talk about that, but. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, Cody, uh, first and foremost, man, we were going on a roll on our top 10 list. Uh, Quarterbacks, we did running backs, we did receivers. And then all of a sudden, the NFL decides to have their stinking draft. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we had to mock draft it, which, by the way, I'm not trying to toot our own horn, but, well, here we go. Um, last week's episode was fantastic. So if you haven't listened to it, it was actually really. I'm not saying fantastic in that we were like 100 percent accurate. It was just we had a lot of good, uh, a lot of good conversation, and I feel like um, it went really smoothly. I mean, we went through one through 20 pretty quick. So, mm-hmm. um, boy, if if you guys want to go listen to it, go listen to it, and then uh, come back onto this episode. Uh, because we today are going to recap that and then hopefully, or maybe we will uh, go back to our top 10 list uh, later on. So but Cody, uh, it's, it's exciting. I mean,
1: first of all, how did you feel about the NFL draft before we uh, go into our, into our meat and potatoes here? I got to be honest. I really think the NFL should explore having this virtual draft a little bit more often, or at least in the war rooms of the teams. Cause uh one of the things i found super entertaining was seeing the coaches and the gms making the picks and obviously you know when the camera would pan over just to the right gm or coach and they'd show frustration because the pick was gone or you know definitely changed a lot of strategies because i don't i feel like that there was less picks in this draft obviously and a lot of that could be out of safety for you just didn't want to have a call drop or something going on to where you know but uh I I liked it to be honest with you. I thought it was really entertaining and you know, we heard reports coming out to start the week that, you know, you know, it was terrible. They couldn't even get the first pick out when they did a when they did a trial run. And yeah. then sure enough, we all tuned in on that Thursday and it went smooth. You would have never have known that it didn't go off of the hitch. And there were some moments I forgot that they weren't in an ESPN studio. Everyone was at their own house and honestly, good job ESPN. And actually I like I said, I really, really enjoyed it. So a lot of the picks though, uh not 100 percent sure on but uh you know for the most part it was really entertaining
0: yeah uh, you know uh yeah espn big shout out to them uh they did really well um it was i mean i'm not surprised that they did well i mean i figured they probably would have like you know for two weeks straight basically been you know doing this mock thing where they're Constantly trying to see, you know what what connections they're going to have, maybe issues that they could have, how they can prevent it, you know whatnot. So you know, I thought um, ESPN did really good, but I thought one thing I did want to shout out too is I really liked the fact that they integrated uh, the NFL Network and ESPN all in one spot. I thought that was really good because you had the best of the best on there on the draft talking about it. Um, so yeah, big shout out to them. Uh, the only person that I wasn't fond of is Booger McFarlane. I just, a lot of the times I was watching it, I was like, they were, you know, all these people were talking and then like, then they would show all six people that are on there and I would see Booger McFarlane and I was like, oh my God, I forgot he was there. Why the hell is he on here? (laughs) So, uh. Sorry, booger. I mean, you're probably not going to listen to this, but it was just—it was kind of pointless to have him there. I'm not saying he did bad. I'm just saying there was really no point. I don't remember him talking. So, uh, but it was really good. All in all, it was really good. Um, yeah, other—I guess—minus uh, some of the picks that we didn't like. So, all right. Well, Cody, I think it's time to get started into our uh, NFL draft recap.
1: Cue the intro music.
0: All right, Cody. So the NFL draft recap is now beginning. After that music.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, first I do want to shout out because uh, I don't think we're really going to be talking about these guys, um, but I did want to shout out because you know, kind of not necessarily homegrown, but uh, in a sense they are uh, two of the Fresno State players uh, that were drafted in the NFL draft. Um, first guy, Michael Walker uh linebacker or I usually call him edge rusher. Uh he was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. Walker is a really good player. He's an athletic player. Um, the reason I call him an edge rusher is I don't think um I think he's a better rusher than he is a coverage guy. And I think that's what he's going to be when he goes to the Falcons. And it's actually a need that they that they had. And he was picked in uh round four, pick thirteen. And then, uh, one of the most underrated, I think, offensive linemen in the draft was Natane Mutai. Uh, he is an offensive guard out of Fresno State as well. He went in round six, picked two to the Denver Broncos. So that was really huge. Uh, congratulations to both of those kids. Those guys I really liked. Uh, there was four more, uh, Fresno State players that were, uh, signed, uh, that were undrafted. So, Congratulations to them. So I mean, it was it was really cool to see that. Uh, it was something that I did just kind of want to bring up real quick because you know we're from Fresno and and uh, seeing Fresno State guys being drafted is always really cool. So uh, congratulations to those guys, and I think they're going to be uh, uh, great NFL players.
1: Yeah, I agree. Congrats to those guys. What's the what's the catchphrase? Uh, bulldog born, Bulldog bred.
0: That's right, Bulldog born, Bulldog bred. You want me to do the the fight song yet, or no? We no, still not on, I, I think
1: we're on a time crunch right now. Dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man.
0: I tried, guys. Sorry.
1: I, I asked the producers, and they said <laughs> they said we'll just we'll move it on to the, to another day. <laughs> All right, Cody. Well, um, a huge huge uh, weekend
0: uh, to have the NFL draft. Um, it went really well. Um, I really didn't see any miscues or. Ah, uh, really hiccups. I mean, there was co- there was a couple where people didn't know or didn't hear the person say, "Oh, hey, you talk," you know. Mm-hmm. But that was really the extent of it. Um, so it went really well. Um, but really, we're we're not talking about the production. We don't want to talk about you know how well ESPN did anymore. We want to talk about what the teams did, what teams improved, what teams didn't. Um, you know, what teams maybe left a lot on the table during the draft so cody first i wanted to ask you who in your mind won the nfl draft this weekend
1: so in my opinion i think there's two teams that won. um i really couldn't split between the two um the two teams i i thought that had the best draft and the one for the one uh was the dallas cowboys um I was kind of confused with their pick with, uh, CD lamb, but after, you know, thinking about it, I thought it was a great idea, especially to pair him next to, uh, Amari Cooper and also to Michael Gallup is there. And if either one of them is injured, obviously lamb is probably going to be a really a focused, uh, offensive player and in the game plan. So like they'll have a, they'll have three receivers that could, you know, carve up a defense at any point, not including Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, along with, uh, Prescott so there's a lot of pressure on Prescott now to repeat the same production he did last season Um, and then I also really like their cornerback selection with uh, Trayvon Diggs in the second round I thought that was a really good steal Um, and then they picked up the defensive tackle out of Oklahoma Neville Um, Mm. you know a pretty good steal for an early third round or middle third round pick beg your pardon and you know especially with their defense they've lost quite a bit of defensive players but all in all I feel like that they filled a lot of holes the only position they didn't really address was safety but I wouldn't be surprised if they address that in the in uh in free agency continued, considering that you know there's no training camp right now or anything. Second team ultimately is the Bengals for me as the a second team that won. Two big reasons why. One is Joe Burrow, and the second one, and I mentioned this to you before we let off uh before we started the show, was T. Higgins in the second round. Um and I read you off his um, you know, his height and his weight. He's actually the same <laughs> height as AJ Green at 6'4. But he's a little bit bigger than AJ Green. Uh AJ Green is about 210 and Higgins is 216 as of right now. Um, which means not only do they have Tate who's 6'5, Green 6'4, Higgins 6'4. Um, their smallest receiver is 6'2, I think, with um Boyd, who was, I believe, their number one receiver last year. Yeah. Um, not including, you know, Joe Mixon. And now you have Burrow. Um, and I do believe that they selected a uh they selected a late round offensive lineman in the sixth round. He's not rated very high, but uh, you know, I imagine it's just more of a filler for um some depth. But they yeah. also addressed their defensive, um their defensive uh needs, such as inside linebacker. They got Logan Wilson out of Wyoming, who's one of the uh higher rated linebackers. So I thought that was really good. Um so those are the two teams I really couldn't decide which one had the better one. I just really like their selections, what they address. Now how they put them into place though so is completely different. Um <laughs> I think that the Bengals is a team that could if they get if the coaches get everything out of their players, they could easily be a wild card team cuz I don't think that they're beating Baltimore or the Steelers for the division by far. Um but I do think that they can maybe make a a second wild card run. Um and especially with the new format the NFL wants to do. They could be the third or the fourth wild card. So who knows? And the Cowboys, um, you know, I think the Eagles approved more, but I think the Cowboys now are more threat to take the NFC east. So those are the two teams I've got. And uh yeah, it was really hard to choose between the two though.
0: Well, I wanna I do wanna tell people you made a great point, and maybe this would be something to put on YouTube, Cody. Um, was what you said um about you know how they put things together what we're talking about if you're not really understanding is who won the draft we're not talking about who won the draft to who's going to go to the super bowl we're talking about who won the draft who got the picks that they needed Mm -hmm. to possibly make a run at the playoffs and hopefully at the super bowl so this is not one of those things where we're saying oh well you know, Cody said that the Cowboys and the Bengals are going to be in the Super Bowl next year. I mean, you know, of course, that would make a huge uh, rate. That would be huge ratings because, you know, the number one pick rookie season getting in the Super Bowl and obviously Dallas Cowboys, anything, it's going to be huge ratings. So, of course, there are people who are pulling for that. But let's, let's be realistic. The Bengals were the worst team last year. You're not going to go from worst to first. Just like that, um, we have to see how everyone connects and how everyone works together. So that is a great point by you. And I I just, um, you know, I, I want people to understand that when, we, when everyone talks about that, everyone freaks out. How could you say this team won? How could you say this team lost? We're not saying that this team is going to be crappy. We're just saying that, uh, you know, maybe that team could have done a little bit more or maybe that team did a lot, but let's see what they can do with it. You know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. It, it is two separate things. So uh, kudos to you, man. Thank you. Um, uh, mine for me, I went with I went with the Miami Dolphins, and the reason being, yes, obviously Tua. I, you know, we all know I I've, I've had Tua as my number one quarterback uh, going into this draft. I thought he was the best, and um, you know. I just like his talent. Yes, he has that injury scare, so we'll have to see what he can do. But what they did because of those injuries, they went and got at pick 18 Austin Jackson, offensive tackle from USC, and he's one of the better uh, tackles in this game right? in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He was probably number 4 in this draft, possibly number 5 offensive tackle. I mean, there was a lot of good tackles yeah, in this draft lot, by the way. So, I thought that was a great pick and then they went on the end of the um, of the first round, they went and got a cornerback out of Auburn. I thought that was great. They went and got another tackle out of UL Lafayette. Um, they got a defensive tackle and, and uh, Rayquan Davis, who actually was supposed to be um, he in the beginning of this year. I believe he was a first round uh, possibility. Mm-hmm. So he has the talent, and they got him in the second round. So. You know, I think that's a good thing. They basically had what they had—thirteen picks—and what they did with them was just grab guys that they needed. They needed a cornerback. They went and got a cornerback. They went and, they needed a safety. They went and got a safety. They needed help on the offensive line. They got a they got a guard out of Georgia, who I thought was—I uh, was surprised that they got him in the fourth round. By the way, yeah. Um, you know, they got an offensive tackle in the first round. They needed a quarterback. They went and got a quarterback. Um, you know, they got an edge rusher and a defensive end just in case if one doesn't work out. They got a freaking long snapper because they needed one. I mean, uh the only pick that I was scratching my head on and I don't really think you can nitpick it because it's in the 7th round was Malcolm Perry. Um he was uh 246 overall. Uh he's from Navy, and when you think Navy, you don't think uh receiver you think, running back. yeah. So I wonder if he's going to be kind of like a hybrid maybe. Um, but for the most part, I really like their draft. I mean, the only pick I have an issue with is their last pick. And, you know, uh, at that point, it, it's sometimes a crapshoot at that. You know, you just kind of take take flyers on guys, you know. So mm-hmm. I thought for me, Miami Dolphins won this draft. I thought they did exactly what they needed to do. And I don't think I've seen the Miami Dolphins draft like that in a very long time. I want to give a shout-out to Brian Flores and Chris, I believe it's Greer.
1: Uh, I believe uh, so, yeah.
0: The uh, GM. Both guys did an excellent job communicating with each other and figuring out, okay, this is what we need. Let's get this. This is what we need. Get that. Mm -hmm. Fantastic job. I got to give a shout-out to the Miami Dolphins. I thought they did a great job. I thought we did a good job in our mock draft with the Dolphins. Yeah. And I think they took took that to heart, to be honest. I think it was. Yeah, they
1: they definitely heard us out for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we
0: got Austin Jackson for them.
1: Yeah, we did, actually. I I think think we did. I think, like, picks one through, uh, like, 11, we were, like, spot on. And then Mm. 12 on was a little rough. So. (laughs) But anyways.
0: So, um, but, yeah, you know. Uh, kudos to the Dolphins. I thought they did a great job. Um, you know, I thought they, to me, they won the draft. Um, I don't have an issue with you saying the Bengals or the Cowboys. A lot of people are saying the Cowboys too. Yeah. Um, I have some issues with the Cowboys. I my head scratcher with the Cowboys was CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, yes, it's nice to have an extra weapon, but they could have gotten a need instead of a guy that they wanted, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? I mean, he, he could definitely help out that offense, but I felt like they should have taken an offensive lineman at that point. I mean, they could have got Austin Jackson, for goodness sakes, or they could have got um,
1: Xavier McKinney, mm-hmm. who I
0: thought they were going to go after, but um, they didn't. Ooh. So
1: gotcha. anyway, so After all that said and done then, so who do you think lost the draft then?
0: Oh, man. I was... Man, I was in between on on a, a couple of teams. Uh, obviously, the Eagles. Uh, it was kind of a head scratcher. Honestly, I really I wasn't in love with the Cowboys uh, draft. I I but when I was looking at what they got, I was like, "There's really no way I can say it's a, this is a terrible draft." I mean, I could disagree with some of the picks, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Um. But for me, it was the Green Bay Packers. Um, and and let me specify this. It's not the fact that they got Jordan love. I actually understand the pick and I, and I would have done it if I was at that pick. Okay. I don't think they should have traded up. First of all, second of all, they could have, if they were going to trade up, I feel like they could have traded up a little bit higher to get a receiver. Mm-hmm. Which is what they kind of needed. They could have traded up from the Cowboys to get a CD Lamb. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But um, so I I like Jordan Love. Here's the thing: they're not getting Jordan Love to rival Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love is not coming into this team going, "I have a chance at being the quarterback." Jordan Love is drafted un- with the understanding of, "I'm going to back up Aaron Rodgers until Aaron Rodgers' arm falls off." Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm not coming into a situation where I'm going to play basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, I, I like Jordan love. I think he's a talented quarterback. I, I like him a lot. I think he does need uh, years to learn. And I think that's a, that's a perfect situation. So I don't have that big of an issue with Jordan love. The biggest one I had here was round two mm-hmm. getting AJ Dillon. Now, Again, I understand they had it uh, somewhat of a need at running back. Yes, they have Aaron Jones, but they need a guy who can back up Aaron Jones, or can kind of take some reps away from Jones so he can take a breather. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a goal line guy, and that's what AJ Dillon is. But they could have waited to get a running back. They did not have to take him in round two. They need a receiver. They need something to help out Aaron Rodgers. They waited until round six. Let me say that again. Round six to get an offensive lineman where they lost two of their offensive linemen already. They could have got offensive line at round two. They could have got receiver at round two and waited until round three. They could have got a running back at round six. There was no point for me to wait that long. Now, I do like John Runyon. Uh, his dad played with the Eagles, and his dad was a big time bully. So I think that was a good pick mm-hmm. at round six. But why are they waiting that long to get a, an offensive line? And they, like I said, they needed a receiver. We talked about Devontae Adams. Yes, Devontae Adams is fantastic. He's one of the best receivers in the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Both you and I had him in, in our top five. Okay, we're not arguing that. But when Adams was injured, what did we say they did? Aaron Rodgers kind of slowed down and just gave the ball to Aaron Jones the whole time. You know? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And now people are going to catch on to that. You need something. Now, the only thing I thought was maybe, maybe they can make a trade for Odell Beckham. Mm. And if they did that, then I understand the draft a little bit more. But for the time being, me sitting here right now, I, I don't understand why they didn't get a receiver. They got a tight end in the third round, and it is kind of a position of need for them. But, I mean, round two, getting A.J. Dillon, and again, I'm not not trying to say A.J. Dillon is a bad player. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying they could have waited to get a running back because it wasn't that big of a need. The bigger need was a receiver. Mm -hmm. The bigger need was offensive line and they went and got quarterback first in, in the first round, and then they go running back in the second round. And uh, I just I, I don't understand. If you're going to get a quarterback and you're going to trade up to get a quarterback, your next pick has to be something that you need. I mean, at least with – and we'll talk about this later. At least with the Raiders, they needed a receiver. They drafted a receiver, and then they needed a cornerback. They drafted a cornerback. It may not have been who we wanted, mm-hmm. but it was still someone – a, and some a position that we needed and with the packers if i'm a packers fan i'm pulling my hair out because i'm going okay jordan love i'm i'm okay with it but not even one single receiver in the draft i mean they could have i no i don't think um Pittman was available no he wasn't
1: no he Pittman went he available. went in the second round first pick yeah oh no i'm sorry he uh he got taken by the Colts so very early in the second round it was i don't like think
0: third or fourth pick yeah yeah
1: and i don't think green bay had a pick in the second round uh this year
0: yeah they did second round uh pick 38 dylan
1: oh my apologies you're right
0: yeah so i mean it was late in the second round but i mean i yeah it just it was it was mind-boggling to me um Like I said, I understand the Jordan Love pick. I understand the A.J. Dillon pick, but um, I I felt like they could have done something different. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm pissed. And I'm not going to be surprised if he – if this year is bad, like not even that bad, just like maybe nine and seven and they don't make the playoffs or they barely miss it, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. You guys aren't giving me anything and this is the season that we have I'm done
1: yeah it's, sorry uh, I'm
0: I'm very fiery about it
1: <laughs> no that's very good as i'm scrolling through here i'm I, i'm still i'm recapping majority of um uh majority of the draft right now and uh really my only hiccup i mean i can go on and on about the packers as well because I actually my feelings on them picking Jordan Love are a little opposite of yours. I found absolutely no. I mean, uh, let me say this: I understand the Jordan Love pick later in the draft. Mm-hmm. I think trading up in the first round showed such a bad, uh, showed such bad faith to Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Um. In in retro, in in perspective here. The 49ers beat Green Bay Packers because they didn't have a defense to stop their, uh, the, the 49ers run offense, right? <laughs> what so was what was that? You, 400
0: yards, <laughs>
1: something like that. And what do you do to address that Packers? You draft Aaron Rodgers replacement, the guy that got you there. And again, mm-hmm. again, we talked about this and you mentioned it. We we acknowledging that Devonte Adams is a top five receiver in both of our top 10, uh, Wide receiver picks, right? Yeah. And when he wasn't in the offense, you can tell that their offense uh, needed didn't have any sort of fire to it. But Aaron Rodgers still won them games. Yes. And Aaron Rodgers did that. Um, what were they? Yet,
0: Thirteen and three, 12 and four. Thirteen I mean... and
1: three. I think they. Um, I think they were second or third in the division overall. And I want to. <laughs> s- I want to say second. And again, because they had a good defense, but now you have the ability to to draft some interior lineman, or even a run stop a running back. Uh, excuse me, linebacker. And yet you get a you get Aaron Rodgers replacement that probably won't even see the field. Even if you even if this is best case scenario where Aaron Rodgers welcomes him with open arms, he probably won't see the field for at least three to four years.
0: Mm-hmm. And, His contract might already end before Aaron Rodgers retires. They might have to sign Jordan Love. It might be a a similar thing um, to... Oh, man, I'm blanking right now. Uh, What they had to do, I believe, with the Niners. I don't think Colin Kaepernick was... I think they had to re-sign him. Oh, man, I'm blanking now. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you might have a scenario where you're paying two quarterback oh i'm sorry it's it's the patriots where they had to sign jimmy garoppolo right and still have tom brady and they were lucky that tom wasn't having you know a super high contract Mm -hmm. um but if i'm aaron Rodgers,
1: i'm not doing that i'm not taking a pay cut no he's taken he's already he's already um done enough to where he's looked past them not drafting a First round talent on offense for them. I mean, can you imagine what that team, how much different that team would look, even if they got T. Higgins drafted in that first round and that spot <laughs> over Jordan Love. I mean, let's say that round three, you could have snagged Jordan Love if you wanted to. If because yeah. I imagine he'd still be there. I don't see any team in the first three rounds that would have reached for Jordan Love.
0: Well, but, look after pick twenty six. Who I mean, who was going to get a quarterback there?
1: No, nobody. I and mean,
0: maybe the Patriots, but I think they had already drafted at that time.
1: They did, but they didn't even draft a quarterback in this one. So anyways, yeah. long story short, I'm agreeing with your um, lost the draft just basically on that pick. They did have some couple of other ones. Green Bay is what I'm referring to. But for me, my opinion is I think the Patriots didn't do so well in this draft. And, and mm-hmm. the reason why I think they didn't do so well is because I think to be completely honest, I think Bill Belichick basically just stuck his middle finger out to the to the NFL draft and basically just said, you know what, I'm going to find the best I can, but I'm not really taking it that seriously because, you know, I don't ever – I mean, he, he drafts some, I mean, some players that you would never have expected, and yet they turn out to be great. But I don't know, this strategy that they went through, they didn't draft a quarterback, they didn't get uh, a defensive tackle, which is what they desperately needed. They drafted two tight ends back to back in the same round. Um, Now, again, I'm not saying that Bill Belichick, he's lost his mind because obviously we're doing a podcast and he's running an NFL team right now. But I just (laughs) feel like, with a grain of salt, (laughs) yeah, I just feel like they could have done differently. You know, they didn't really have a lot of receiving weapons last season, they're not really getting anybody back. Um, you know, you can say Julian Edelman, but I actually think Julian Edelman's uh, one foot out the door. I think he's going to follow suit with Tom Brady and, and Gronk. I'm not saying he's going to the Bucs. I'm just saying I don't, see, I don't see the Patriots keep him any longer, especially with how the Patriots' way is, is when you get to a certain age or a certain point in your career, they just kind of let you go regardless of your accolades. In my opinion, I think Tom Brady was the only outlier on that one because Gronk has even shared a story where he was traded to the Detroit Lions, and he basically had to say he retired in order to veto that trade because, you know, again, the Patriots way was once you've played out your time, it's next person up. And so you're out and the next guy in line, who's, you know, learned the system as well, cheaper and is hungrier then gets in. So with all that being said, they didn't get a, they didn't get a receiver at all this draft. Um, They picked up two tight ends. So it looks like they're going back to their old two tight ends form, but you don't have like someone like Tom Brady at all. I thought maybe Drake Fromm would have been a good selection for them. Um. Obviously, didn't go there. I, I was
0: surprised that Buffalo went Jake Fromm. That yeah. was that was surprising. To you me. know what?
1: The, so to talk about Buffalo for a second, you know what that pick reminded me of? Remember, uh, I think it was three seasons ago. I think it was Reggie McKenzie's last season with us before he was out, and we drafted. I believe it was the quarterback out of uh, Michigan State, Sam Cook. I want to say his name was or oh, Connor, Connor Cook. Cook. Connor Cook. Beg pardon. Connor Cook. We drafted him, I want to say round four. And uh, I we, think so. I, yeah, yeah, it was like in the middle it was like round, round four, three I round want to four. say. And I just thought, wow, that's kind of interesting. And all the analysts were like, Oh no, that's a that's a good pick. And I'm like, Well, why? Is he gonna be back up to Derek Carr? That doesn't really that doesn't really make sense. Why is he sense. is he
0: a really good cheerleader?
1: Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I mean I mean, I guess that's a good pick, but then someone also said, Well, he can flip him for more assets when someone's quarterback hungry. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where those assets went, but they're ain't around here. So I just, I remember that pick, and that's what that Buffalo pick reminds me of. I'm sure Jake Fromm would be a good quarterback, depending on the system. I just don't understand why Buffalo did it when they already have their franchise quarterback. Not unless, yeah, I, you know, not, unless not unless, not Fram is categorized, uh, Fram, excuse me, is categorized as a top tier backup quarterback. That's the only thing I can think of. But
0: I think that's what it was. Yeah,
1: yeah. But nevertheless, though, in my opinion, for me, the Patriots. I thought could have done better in this draft. And again, they draft the players that they want regardless of name or accolades and where it's where draft ga- grades are done. So, you know, I just thought maybe they could have made a pick or two different. I thought maybe they could have addressed a wide receiver. I definitely would have thought they would have gone with a quarterback, someone that maybe is very similar to maybe a Tom Brady in Belichick's eyes and then groom him to how he wants things done. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's who I thought lost the draft, but I mean, I do have a, a lot of opinions and two regarding your Green Bay Packers selection because, you know, the next question we're going to talk about is kind of kind of segue right in there. So, <laughs> all
0: right, well, well, you started it. So why don't you just finish it?
1: Okay. So our question is uh surprise pick good or bad, right?
0: That Yes, that is correct. That was Okay. So question.
1: I've got, I've got one of each. <laughs> Well, why don't one, you go first? Okay. So I've got one of each. So my good selection is T. Higgins by the Bengals and I said that already on why I think he's a good connection with uh, Burrow and they're going to grow together in the offense.
0: I want to say this, sorry to interrupt, but No, 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 go ahead. T- when you when you gave me just like his profile, I mean, it's just like what are we doing? I mean, what I'm so surprised that he dropped into the second round. I know it was the first pick. I mean, you could argue it's basically first round. Mm -hmm. But to me, like – and I'll probably get to it later uh, from my pick. But, God, I mean, T. Higgins should have been – he should have been close to, like, the C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy type thing because Clemson does produce some good receivers. Not great, but some really good receivers. Um, And so I just uh, – I was very –
1: Huh? They produce Hopkins.
0: Yeah, Hopkins. They've they've produced um, Sammy, Sammy Watkins. We know Mike Williams, who's on the Chargers right now. I mean, mm-hmm. that's some good. That's some good company. They have that production. So, uh, I'm with you. I, I think um, I think that was a a great
1: pick. Mm-hmm. So then the one that we talked about uh, just a moment ago, Jordan Love to the Green Bay Packers was by far and away the worst pick. I. And again if Aaron Rodgers was on his way out like you know, Drew Brees style where Drew Brees is basically now wavering on whether he's coming back each offseason now. So they're playing like one 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 year deals until they until that quarterback decides when they're gone. Then I can understand if you really love Jordan Love that much and you reach for him, go right ahead because again, I think that some some experts are saying that his ceiling is Patrick Mahomes and that's great and all, but you know, Jordan love to me, hasn't demonstrated anything that warrants that category yet. I think it, I think his upside is probably up there, but you know, it, one of the things that was tough is, is his last season is he played around a basically a brand new team and he turned the ball over quite a bit and he is mobile, but there's still a lot of passing things. I don't understand. Um, in my opinion, you're not really when Aaron Rodgers retires, you're not really upgrading to Jordan Love, in my opinion. I think you're kind of regressing. And again, not I think any quarterback they put in there would have regressed because you're replacing Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is arguably the most talented quarterback that's played in the last, you know, 20 years, you know, right next to Peyton Manning. Yeah. And uh I don't see Jordan Love in the same stratosphere in that opinion, to where you need to reach for a Draft back or draft up into the first round to pick him when you probably could have waited till you know the second round if you really wanted him that bad. Um, you know, over a quarterback, um, you know, like Jacob Easton, I think was better selection. You know, I think that would have been a better pick even in round two than Jordan Love. I, I mean, but it also kind of just alienates Aaron Rodgers to the point, you know, you should have drafted him a defense. You should have drafted him uh, a new another weapon to go with, and you didn't. You you gave him – he still has the same receivers that don't produce that much, even with Devontae Adams in the lineup. You even drafted essentially Aaron Jones' replacement at running back or at least someone that's going to rival him in carries and receptions, which is odd because Aaron Jones basically carried that offense with Aaron Rodgers when Devontae Adams wasn't there. And so, mm-hmm. you know – I know that I know that Jones sometimes gets injured, but you know, I feel like that Matt Forte or excuse me, Matt LaFleur. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Is essentially, Matt Forte
0: was a running back.
1: Yeah. That's right. For the bears (laughs) Um, is essentially alienating the previous regimes team and Mike McCarthy. It feels like. So yeah, that's why I thought that that pick was, was really terrible. Um, and again, I mean, if they really felt that strongly for him, great. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna basically draft Aaron Rodgers replacements, why not have the goal to to really go for it and get you know go after someone like you know Tua? You know, go go be ballsy and get all the way up there and get the best quarterback if you want to find a replacement that's generations you know generational talent or you know I, I don't know. I just don't think I I think Jordan Love was kind of was uh, kind of a cutesy pick, and I don't think it was. I don't think it was a smart move.
0: Um, like I said, I I didn't have an issue with Jordan. I like Jordan Love. He definitely needs to. He's going to have to learn. So he's going to be. He's not NFL ready right now. Um, he's going to have to learn behind a quarterback, and you know they're trying to they're trying to think of who's going to be their next quarterback when Aaron Rodgers is gone because of course you know Aaron Rodgers is not you know invincible he eventually will retire so i get it from that aspect and i think Jordan Love is a good pick i just like we had already talked about i didn't i think he would have been available at pick 30 where they were originally at versus pick 26 um and um you know i, I feel like if you really believe that this guy is going to be you know is going to be your guy once Rogers is gone, then yeah, you got to get him. But, um, you know, that's splitting hairs really at this point. So for me though, um, I went with the negative because I'm a negative person. Um, (laughs) just kidding. I was really scratching my head when the Eagles picked in the first round, Jalen Rieger, um, Justin Jefferson, was available from LSU who was picked right after Rieger. Now Rieger came from TCU. Now I'm not saying TCU is not a good school. I'm not saying, but here's my problem that I think I've, it's like beating (laughs) beating the head of a dead horse. It just, to me, TCU, and when you talk about big 12 schools, you talk about, No defense. I'm sorry. That's why C.D. Lamb, for me, was below Jerry Judy. I think C.D. Lamb is a a great prospect. But I want to see what he can do against an actual defense. And with TCU, they're kind of in the same ballpark. I haven't really seen Jalen Rieger do much. And honestly, if you're the Eagles, you could have waited until round two maybe even round three to get Rieger. He was not that highly talented, or he was not that highly uh, regarded in the receiver core. Mm -hmm. So I felt like the Eagles went and got someone that they didn't need to, and they could have got someone better like a T Higgins uh, who was available. I mean, to be honest, T Higgins was, um, was he my number four? I think he was my number four or number five um receivers in this draft and I mean he was available and I just I I didn't get it I, I don't understand it you guys need the Eagles need talent at the receiver position I'm not saying Jalen Rieger is not talented but I don't think he's as good as Higgins I don't think he's as good as Jefferson I think he might you know be somewhat successful especially with Carson Wentz he's got a great arm but I I just I I don't understand it I really don't Um, but you know, they, they have been an organization a lot longer than I've watched football. Mm -hmm. Um, they have studied the game a lot more than I have. So, you know, in that sense, I guess I have to, um, submit, you know, to them or, you know, but I, I just, (laughs) I, I don't know. I, I, I know that they're better at this than I am, but I. I feel like I know somewhat of, I I know some things about receivers and I've, I've guessed that, you know, certain, certain receivers, I thought they were going to do great and they didn't, but I've also been pretty good at seeing what good receivers are and they succeed. So I feel like I can kind of, if I can tell, then they definitely can tell. And so I'm just not understanding the Jalen Rieger, but who knows, maybe he'll absolutely kill it. Um, But I felt like with that pick that they had, they could have gone something way better. I mean, yeah, I just thought they could have gotten a lot more than Jalen Rieger. Sorry, Jalen, if you're listening to this. I think you're a talented guy, but I just feel like there were other talented guys before you. No harm, no foul. Yeah. Anyway, Cody, so, uh, well, the the Oakland Raiders – Oh, um, watch
1: yourself. Watch yourself. That's the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> Put a quarter in the
1: swear jar, young man.
0: I didn't even realize I said it. <laughs> um, Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me. Um, I know you and I were texting back and forth. I mean, the whole. I think the first the two days. First, yeah,
1: <laughs> the entire first two days for sure. Yeah. I um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. I was I'm, all right, I'm going to be honest. I was angry. Yeah. And when I get angry, it's hard for me to text because I want to say so much. So I get more angry that I can't text. And so when I'm constantly getting other texts, I'm like, all right, "Forget it. No, I'm just going <laughs> to" So I just get it's flustered. Exactly. It's just like <laughs> it's a flaw for me, I know. But also I was having quarantine Olympics with uh my in-laws, so I had to kind of do that, and I was getting yelled at, and they're like, come on, it's your turn. I was like, I'm trying to see what the Raiders are drafting, okay? (laughs) Flips the uh, table, I'm out (laughs) of (laughs) here. So I just, yeah, anyway. Um, But I'll I'll ask you first, uh, because I'm long-winded, so you you might might finish before me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What did you think overall of the Raiders draft?
1: So overall... Um, you know, when we were texting about Henry Ruggs, I think you and I were both shocked is probably the safe word to use, um, for rugs. And I think the reason why is because when we were talking about it in certain episodes and even, you know, um, together, you know, one of the things that we were afraid of with rugs is it'd be another flash in the pan kind of receiver that is only fast, doesn't have really good hands. It, you know, doesn't run good routes. And really it was what we would call an Al Davis pick. so uh, so to speak you know because al davis was known for drafting the flashiest player but yet underperformed when needed the most um you know for example darius hayward bay is the most recent one where we basically did not draft michael crabtree Mm -hmm. um and we went with darius hayward bay which was a what most analysts were calling a day three wide receiver so you could have drafted not only crabtree but him in the Mm -hmm. same draft if you wanted him that bad but no reached nearly three rounds to pick him up but however which
0: is an understatement. <laughs> yeah
1: i you know it, it's almost like we like haha we found it and everyone else is like we weren't looking for it so yeah you yeah, can go ahead that. buddy yeah you can have that one <laughs> but anyway so nevertheless though um one of the things that you and i were talking about is that rugs actually had the lowest percentage of drops in his entire career with alabama and obviously he was the fastest guy in the draft and you know a lot of him are – a lot of people are saying that he's got the speed of like Tyreek Hill, but he's basically um more he's he's more athletic and and stronger in his hands when he's catching the ball so you know even though I would have preferred uh Jerry Judy personally, you know I wasn't really yeah. upset with rugs to be no. frank with you like I'm like as as we cooled down or as I cooled down a lot sooner than you did um <laughs> you know i was okay I was okay with the rugs pick I understood it like okay, that's good. It's a quick, fast a weapon, and a and a lot of the things, and you and I, and you actually mentioned this to me, which you'll probably talk about, is Ruggs wasn't just a guy that, you know, ran over the top of the defense and the ball just dropped in his arms. He was yeah. more quick slants, wide receiver screens, yards after catch, and burning yeah. up ground that way. So really that was more encouraging because that's essentially what John Gruden's office was last season. We just didn't have that speed runner. That was supposed to be Antonio Brown, but again, for said reasons that we we don't need to talk about. <laughs> he wasn't on the team at all. Um, and then, you know, I think the one that surprised me the absolute most was the David Arnett pick. Um, not saying that – the excuse me, Damon Arnett from uh, Ohio State. Not saying that he's a bad cornerback. Uh, you know, you were telling me that he's more of a system guy, so it's, it more fits our defensive system. There was still Trayvon Diggs available before this, and I would have preferred to have drafted him over Arnett. Um, I feel like uh, Diggs would have been somebody that could have been universal in whatever system he was in. Um, but I can understand Arnett if they're looking for long-term defensive uh, scheme and especially to pair him up with uh, – oh, gosh, what's the name of the other guy that we have alongside of him? Our other cornerback. Um, uh, Mullen. That's Trimble. right. To have him partner with Mullins is great. But I thought Diggs would have been probably a better – partner with him in that at in that sense but nevertheless though i feel like day two and three were absolute. we crushed it um in my opinion i yeah. really i really liked who we picked um especially the receivers i like i like that we continued depth even though you know you know we're a little top heavy right now with the receivers but they're young they've got a lot of skill and talent so i really like that so Carr now has a lot of weapons um yeah. Tanner Muse was a really interesting safety pick, especially with us trying to replace uh, Jeff uh, Joseph. So I thought that was – he could easily be someone of a wild card in our defense, especially alongside Abrams. And then also Mm -hmm. we drafted an offensive guard in in the fourth round along with a cornerback – another cornerback in the fourth round. So I feel like the day three for sure was definitely – a great day or two and three were basically great days for us. I really thought that we did a good job. It was just our first, our first round picks. I were definitely not what we expected, but um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm encouraged for the future to see what's going to happen. You know, I'm hoping that we can get these guys rolling. And especially with Derek Carr, I kind of feel like now this is Derek Carr's like season to prove that he can lead us to the playoffs and something more. And uh, I know that you'll probably, you know, not saying that it's bad to defend him, but you'll probably see on his side on why it's a struggle. But you know what, Raider fans and the and the front office is not going to probably give him one extra season after now with all these no. weapons and everything that he has. So it's kind of up to Derek Carr now to kind of prove that he's got he's going to lead them like he said he is. <laughs> and if he doesn't do it this season, I would not be surprised if we do everything we can to draft Trevor Lawrence. You know, next year when he's available. You know, mm-hmm. so.
0: Yeah, or even uh, Justin Fields from Ohio State because he'll probably um, he'll he'll be definitely intriguing for Gruden for sure, yeah, um,
1: or, or whatever quarterback is going to come out in the college football season because there's always one that's like the huge standout, and then at the end of the season there's always like five of them that weren't even on anyone's radar until all the season that played out, Everyone's mm-hmm. improved improved in whatever system and all that stuff. So
0: yeah, well, um. You know, when when we're talking about emotions, I was very strong on Jerry Judy should be the first receiver taken by anyone, not just the Raiders. But I figured out of everyone, the Raiders were going to have the first receiver pick. I didn't feel like the Jets were going to get one. Um, I knew the Browns were not going to get one. Um, And, you know, the Jaguars maybe, but I, I didn't think so either. So with Henry Ruggs, I was just a little more shocked. Like I thought Jerry Judy definitely should have been uh, the first pick, and with Ruggs, it's more the speed. And I feel like we already have somewhat good speed on every position. I feel like we have it on receiver. We have Terrell Williams, um, who's who's actually a fast guy, and he's also a tall receiver. Um, You know, Ruggs does add a little bit extra dimension. But for me, I, I, it's not that I don't think that Ruggs is 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 a bad player. I think he's a good player, no question. Um, you know, he's a he's a first-round talent. I, I will give them that. I'm not saying he's bad. I don't think he's going to be a buff. I think he's going to be more... You know, the thing that I have another issue with is they show highlights of all these guys that get drafted, right? And Henry Ruggs, a lot of the highlights that they had was either... Um, he just burned the defenders, which is not always going to happen in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And second, a lot of the passes that he had um, or a lot of the catches that he had, it, I saw Tua throw him open a lot. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't what Ruggs was doing. It was more of what the quarterback was doing or what the defenders were not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was a little discouraging because that, that to me shows that this guy relies a lot more on his speed than he should. So hopefully that can get better. The Damon Arnett pick that we got, um, you know, at first I was like, oh my God, what are we doing? I would uh there was an LSU uh cornerback, man, I cannot think of his name right now. Um, but I really liked him, Trayvon Diggs. Now, my only issue with Diggs is typically Alabama cornerbacks, they don't pan out because um Nick Saban really beats the life out of these cornerbacks. So when they get into the NFL, a lot of what they what he got out of them, a lot of NFL um, coaches can't get mm-hmm. because um, he's one of the best when it comes to DBs. And so that's why I usually try to stay away from Bama. So I wasn't too upset about not getting digs. Um, but, um, you know, I was scratching my head on Arnett. Like, it was one of those picks that – we possibly could have traded back to get a second round to get him. Mm-hmm. So, and we could have gotten more picks. So for me, I was more upset about what we could have done instead of what we did. Right. Um. But now like looking back and you kind of see what he can do, he could be a shutdown cornerback. And you look at a lot of people were staying away from him because, you know, there's Jeff Okuda on one side, there's Chase Young chasing down a quarterback on, um, uh, in the front of the defense. So no one really paid attention to Arnett, but no one really shows that Arnett actually was holding his own as well. I mean, you, for Chase Young to have the sacks that he had or any of those defensive linemen for that matter, um, you have to hold your receiver in check until that guy gets to the quarterback. So, um, you know, Arnett really held his own. Uh, Do I think, again, do I think he should have been pick 19? I don't think so. Um, Lynn Bowden, uh, listen, he could be a fun player to watch. I I don't want to say I hate the pick, but I really didn't understand it. I thought we could have gotten something else Mm -hmm. because he's basically like Jalen Rashard just with an arm. You know, because this guy played quarterback, he played receiver, he played running back. Jalen Richard plays running back, and he can sometimes be in the receiver position. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was someone that we got because we liked that he can do multiple positions, but it was like one of those where we really didn't need. It was, there's, it's pointless. Yeah. So, um, uh, and then I didn't like the pick right after we get Brian Edwards. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that I don't like the kid. I just don't understand why we're getting basically two receivers in back-to-back picks. And we already got a receiver in the first round with our first pick. Yeah. So to me, it was just, it was kind of unnecessary, but it does go to show that, hey, uh, the Raiders are saying, hey, listen, this is what we want. We are going all in on Derek Carr this year. If it, like you said, if it doesn't happen, you know, it's over. Yeah, and I it sucks because I like Derek Carr. I think he's proven it himself, but uh, a lot of people don't, and mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, I'm never going to change their mind because you know people on Twitter you you can never change their mind. If you see them in person, they'll back down real quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> um, but for the most part, if you're trying to argue on Twitter, it's not going to happen. But uh, one pick that I really loved is Amik Robertson from Louisiana Tech. This kid, he's short, and that's why he dropped. But this mm-hmm. kid could be – I think he could possibly be better than Arnett if oh, wow. if he goes to his um, – his, um, what's the word on um, um, his projection? I, I think this kid is really, really good, um, and he's physical, and he fits what the Raiders have been trying to do. That's why we got Jonathan Abram. Abram is, is physical. Mm-hmm. We kept Carl Joseph last year because he was physical. Right. Um. You know, we got Corey Littleton. He's physical. Mm-hmm. We got uh Nick Quickkowski, Kwi- Kwi- the linebacker from the Bears. He's physical. So uh, if you're not understanding my pattern here, <laughs> um, you should so, Tanner so Muse.
1: What you're saying is they're physical. Is that right? Yeah. That's yeah. That's what yeah, I'm going for. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Tanner Muse. He's one of those guys who's a physical safety slash linebacker. So. Um, I like Robertson a lot. He's definitely going to be the nickel corner. Um, and he's a guy that I look at like if he were facing like a Jarvis Landry, I would trust him against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even um, you know, even some of the top receivers, if they're just going on to you know on the inside of the number three uh, receiver position, the slot receiver, you know, I think would be uh, really really good. So. I I really enjoyed what the Raiders did. Um, you know, uh, emotion taken out of it. I really like what the Raiders did, but um, I still stand my ground. I feel like Judy should have been the pick. I understand why they got Rugs. I don't think Rugs is going to be bad. I don't think he's going to be a Darius Hayward Bay. I was saying that a lot during that day. I was like, "Oh my God, it's Darius Hayward Bay all over again," or a Jacoby Ford you know? oh God.
1: I forgot all about him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking. But, uh, when I, when I look back on it, listen, Henry Ruggs, he only had five total drops in his college career. So, um, you know, he's not all bad. He is a good receiver. Um, I just want to see his route running get better. And I'm curious of how he's going to do with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he's going to have to take the robe off at some point.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the okay. Raiders are in a new stadium. So, uh, and John yep. Gruden's getting all of his guys. I think now this is what Gruden's going to be his third full year with the team. So, yeah. I think the Raiders It'll are now in a position to, to make the playoffs and to make a huge leap. And honestly, if Derek Carr is going to live up to the millions of dollars that he's making, he's got to, unfortunately, he's got to get through the adversity. He's got to really play above what, you know the expectations are now because I mean, seventy yeah. percent passer rating is great, but there's a couple times during some games last season where we saw he could have taken a chance with that receiver and that defender, and he would just dump it off. And you know, seventy percent is a great percentage, but you know, if you're if you've got some downfield action that you can go for, you know, I'd really love to see what this offense can do once it once uh you know it kind of you know yeah. was really opened up. So
0: and you, and you can make the argument too, like if Derek Carr doesn't feel good about th- you know throwing it deep to like a Tyrell Williams or Darren Waller, you know, whoever, whatever it may be, um, you could dump it off to Henry Ruggs and Ruggs could do something with a football. So, I mean, yeah. you could make that argument for sure. Um, and if you're looking at it from that standpoint, that, that could be really good. But, um, you know, Hunter Renfro is another good one. We ha- we also got Nelson Aguilar. So, I mean, we have Brian Edwards who we just drafted and, and um, you know. Yeah, so Bowden, so. So, you know, basically the Raiders are saying, Carr, there's no more excuses. We need you to do it now or never. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they get to the playoffs, if they're going to stick with Carr. Even if they lose their first playoff game, Mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to stay with him or not. You know, my argument will always be I think they should keep him because I don't think you're going to get anything better. But who knows? Maybe they will. I, I don't know. But... Uh, I believe in Carr for sure, and and, uh, I think they're just getting all these weapons and saying, okay, no more excuses. Let's get it done.
1: Yeah, definitely agree.
0: All right, man. Well, we went pretty long, but uh, good job out of you. Way to to get your stuff going.
1: Yeah, man. You did great. You did awesome.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, for you Raider fans, I hope you guys are as excited as we are. We're always excited. It doesn't matter. We'll be pissed off, and then when the season comes, we're going to be like, yeah, Raiders, here we go. I believe in you. So. You know, we'll hate it, and then we'll be like, ah, we did good. Yep, exactly how
1: it goes.
0: <laughs> that was, always goes. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, taking the listen, and, uh, you know, hopefully you guys are having a good time in your quarantine, or as much as you can, I guess. Um, please go to our website. It is com. All of our uh, content is on there, uh, YouTube videos, social media, um, all of our podcasts, uh, including Two Bays and a Pod. Uh, which will come out later, uh, usually is coming out every Monday morning, mm-hmm. so uh, go guys, go take a listen, uh, we appreciate it, go for, go look at our Instagram, we have our 30 for 30, um, today I did uh, day 27, 28. no 28, sorry, I did day 28. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I already messed it up. Yeah, we have day 28, so, uh, two more days and we'll be done. So, go check them out. It was all, it was really cool. They're all quick videos, so it's, it's not a hard listen. Um, but I think that's it. You guys stay safe, wash your hands, uh, you know, give a shout out, give, give what you can to, uh, to, um, you know, first responders and, and medical, um, folk and, and all that liking stuff, so. Uh, But thank you guys for listening. Cody, any final thoughts?
1: Nope. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you for listening.
0: All right, that's it.